0: Welcome to Winning with the Burns, a podcast for highly ambitious people who have a burning desire to learn what it takes to win at a high level. Hey guys, thanks for joining us again today. You know, I'm excited because I've got my big brother, my wingman. He is back full time. Took a little sabbatical. and We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, him taking that sabbatical and what he's been having to go through. And then we'll talk about some other
1: things. But Nick, welcome back, man. Man, it's so, so good to be back. So good to be in a routine you know it's uh started dealing with this back in middle of february late february and uh, finally I was able to drive a, a vehicle two weeks ago a week and a half ago so you take for granted the little things that you can't do you know i felt like i was the man being able to drive again you know
0: now you feel human again
1: yeah i feel like you can go about and do
0: uh you know what you You know, what we like you said, take for granted to do, man. Just simple thing is driving, not being able to drive coming off surgery. Yeah. But let's talk about, you know, the stuff that you went through and you finally identified what the problem was. Yeah. Let's talk about what you had to go through and then we'll talk about some other things.
1: Yeah. So, you know, just us being on our phones, you know, being on on a at a at a desk all day. Um, I was having some, you know, neck issues, getting tight. And so I was going to the chiropractor and getting adjusted and chiropractor kept asking me. He said, uh, "Has it gotten in your arm yet?" You know, I'm like, "What do you mean, my arm? This is my neck. You're adjusting my neck." And he said, oh, "Don't worry about it." So, I'm like, I never understood what he was asking until one day it got in my arm. So, what was taking place was uh, my spine. After a process of figuring out what it was, um, I went and got an MRI done, and uh, I went through a couple packs of steroids. They, it alleviated it for a couple days. That was it, and then it would always come roaring back. So, I was having just really bad you know, nerve pain in my arm. So it'd run down the back of my back, right shoulder. It'd be in my top and bottom, my elbow, my forearm, my wrist. These two fingers were literally asleep. Like I, I was getting to where I couldn't even grip a pen. and went and had an MRI done and, uh, found out my, my spine is narrowing. It's called stenosis, which is a, a fancy word for arthritis, you know, getting old, getting old ain't for the faint of heart, but, uh, but my spine, you know you got you know spaces some between my C5 and six and C6 and seven, it was narrowing, and, and what's happening is it's pushing down on that nerve, which was causing unbelievable nerve pain. I mean it was literally debilitating. I, I tried, like I said, they went through a couple packs of steroids. I actually did the surgical injections where they actually go in and to, to free up the inflammation that was push, pushing on that nerve. You know it was a little four grand. $4,000 to do that, it lasted two days. And so finally, I got to the source. I got to the guy. I got to a neurosurgeon up in uh, Atlanta, Dr. John Reed. Unbelievable. First-class guy, first-class operation that, that he's running up there. And uh, he said, look, you need surgery. And so what they did, they went in my neck. Um, they used to go in in the back um, to, you know, they cut, cut your muscles, and there's a, a longer recovery. But they can actually go in the front of your neck now, and they basically push everything to the sides. Three-hour operation. So I was, you know, was fully asleep. And uh, they went in and put six screws, two spacers, and uh, and one thing that holds it all together. It's it's really really amazing what's what's in me right now. But immediate relief. I mean, I, I dealt with you know having to swallow uh, my neck hurt the most i mean you know right here to where my esophagus was that was actually what hurt the most it wasn't actual surgery because all it freed up my pain so i get now i can grip a pin my fingers are back awake now and um you know just dealing with a little bit of other parts of my body adjusting to the hardware but you know i encourage anybody that's dealing with that kind of pain to to have it i'd actually talked to several people that actually had that surgery done and Every one of them were like, hey, it was the best decision I ever made. It's a little different than back surgery. Lower back surgery, you know, you want to wait as long as you can. It's a big-time recovery process. But with this, it's a, it's about an 85% uh, full recovery from it, you know. So and every day over the last – since the surgery, um, it's just gotten better.
0: Just progress. You know, I'd love to know the uh, the surgeon and the, um, the patient that – said, hey, we'll go in the front for the first time, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, that took some, you know, testosterone to say, hey, we're going to go through the neck and the patient saying, hey, I believe in you to do it. Yeah. And that's one thing, you know, I want to get into right now is belief. You know, so many people start something, they start a career, they start a business, they believed in that business when they first started. Yeah. Then they believed in themselves. And over time, what happens is you lose that edge. You lose that belief because you have to deal with the minutia of the business. You have to deal with the minutia of people. You know, you kind of get bogged down with the details, so to speak. Yeah. So talk about you believed in the surgeon, though, right? You believed that it was going to be the way to get you some relief, to get you back in the saddle to where you can go back and start running
1: a business. Yeah, I, I knew it was going to be some downtime. I knew it was a six-week, you know, before you could even drive. Um but it was just the pain was so bad, and in all the research I did, the people I talked to, um, the testimonials from people, they helped my belief because they were saying, "Hey, best decision I ever made. I Should have done it a long time ago." One one gentleman had it done twice, and you know because he was having other nerve pain. Um, but it, it's yeah, it's you know, and I, and I asked the surgeon. I said, you know, on the way up there before he did it, I asked him. I said, "Well, how, me and my wife are talking uh, and figuring out trying to, how many of these you have done." And so your specific surgery, he said, I'm into the thousands. He'd actually done one. I had to be there at like 745 in the morning. He was actually doing one when I got there, when I was in the pre-op. So, like I said, mine was over three hours. But those guys are doing it every day, you know. I mean, it was it's like us writing an insurance application, you know. Uh, and, and from what he does, he's just used to doing it. You want you want to go with, go with somebody that um, – You know, knows what they're doing, you know, versus somebody that's new, a new surgeon. It's like I got some great advice uh, from from my chiropractor. He said, look, go see a doctor that, number one, has a little gray hair. They've been (laughs) doing it a long time. And don't go see somebody that's got a mortgage payment in Aspen and a, a mortgage payment down in Key West, you know, that will operate on you because they need the money. Go with somebody that um, has been doing it a long time. They don't have to operate to make money. And, you know, just had a lot of confidence in this guy. He was very thorough. Um, he's He was a numbers guy. He gave me all the percentages. And um, I just looked at him. I said, do I need it? Do I really need this, sir? He said, absolutely. You know, it was very convincing. So the pain was telling me I, need, I, need, I needed something. Did I tried it all. I mean, I, I had had people giving me all sorts of advice of what to take. I was trying it all. I even ordered ivermectin. You know, and I was taking it, and I it was it was giving me some relief for a little while. You know, lines made lines man. Me, I mean, you know, gabapentin. You, yeah, you gab, name it. Yeah, none of that. None of none of the meds meds worked. You know, none of the medications for nerve pain. You know, put a dent into it. Um, but but some of the other stuff, it <laughs> alleviated a little bit. But I, just, I didn't want to take that the rest of my life. I wanted yeah. to go and get it knocked out. You definitely don't want to nickel
0: and dime when it comes to your body. Absolutely. You know, yeah. years ago when we used to travel a lot, and I had someone say. When you get on the plane, make sure the pilot's got gray hair. Yeah. And I was like, What does that have to do with anything? And they said that's wisdom. Yeah. They they they've landed a few times, they've took off a few times. So make sure you go with someone that's got some experience.
1: Yeah, I was I was talking to my son about about a, a situation uh just yesterday with the relationship. And he was like, Well, how do you know? I said, I've been at this thing for a while. You know, it's called experience, you know, and, and you know, especially in our business, you wanna be around people that um have been there, have done that, you know, and and can, you know, unconsciously reel off things uh, that they've been through before. There's, there's a powerful thing called experience. It's just, you have to go through it sometimes.
0: Well, we're glad you're back. The business is glad you're back. And, you know, I had someone tell me, they said, JB, if you just maintain the business, you don't have to grow it, just maintain, because there's a lot of people out there in business right now that wish they were maintaining. Yeah. You know, because some businesses aren't going so well for people. And they said, if you just maintain till Nick gets back, then y'all can focus on growth. I was like, well, yeah,
1: I can do that now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's exciting, man. You know, you just you feel alive when you have a purpose to wake up to every day. And and I'll tell you, man, I have so much more sympathy now for people that, I mean, mine was nothing. I mean, mine, I say nothing. You know, it was a lot of pain. It was a lot to you, though. It, yeah, a lot was to a lot me. Lot to you. But, I mean, people that are really going through things, you know, that are really physically sick, I, I have a heart. So much more sympathy now for those individuals because it's it's debilitating. It's not debilitating just from a physical standpoint, man. Your mind, you know, when you wake up every day and you know you're not going anywhere, and all you're going to be doing is laying around, you know, um, it can it can have your mind wandering, you know, you know, having something to wake up to every day, having a hope, uh, you know, to to wake up to every day. Is there's something about that?
0: That's right. That's right. Well, let's get into a little bit today about you know. Really, really kind of, I, I'll call it some things that people can work on to really get to where they want to go, and that starts with number one is setting a goal and a standard in your life. You know, most people never get what they want because they truly don't know what they want. Yeah, you know they they say I they give these blanket statements like I like to make X amount of dollars. I like to do this. Like, if you and I right now we're going to go eat somewhere, we've got to know exactly what restaurant to go to, otherwise. We just pull out of the parking lot, do we go north, do we go south, do we go east? Like you have to know where you want to go. So you got to
1: set the goal and a standard in your life. Yeah. And, you know, and like you're going to hit goals sometimes. Um, sometimes you're not. You know, that's why it's, it's always good to have have a big goal to chase after because you'll you'll get somewhere on that, but it's got to be something that's truly measurable. You know, I got my mother-in-law she's not overweight. I mean, she may have put on some pounds, and I I doubt she listens to this, but uh, she may have put on some pounds, um, but she's not overweight. But she's always like, I can't lose weight. You know, I want to lose weight, but I like ice cream at night. You know, she really don't want to lose weight. You know, you'll know when somebody really wants something is when they chase after it with all their well-being.
0: Well, you put off your pleasure and desires, and you start focusing on your purpose and duty. Yeah. Uh, if you truly want to do something, but you said something about having measurable and the old acronym, smart, everybody knows the acronym for smart yeah. goals, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time targeted. Like you got to put a time stamp on That's it. Right. Otherwise you'll just kind of float out there in business, float out there in life of, well, one day I'll get there one day. Like you need to put it on your calendar. This is the date we're going to do this.
1: Yeah, it gives you a clear picture yeah. Uh, of, of what you're actually chasing after you know um that's why the scoreboard you know matters that you know people that are watching games people get so excited and they're so engaged whether it be a baseball game football game basketball game because at any given moment you can look up and see what the scoreboard right you know how good or how bad you're doing based on what the scoreboard is you know and and that's why whatever you're chasing have it written down, have a picture, a clear picture of what it is that you really want, and then have actionable items along the way to get to where you want to go.
0: You know, setting goals in your life don't change your life, but going out and executing and going to it, and that helps with number two, is that's creating a routine. You've got to create a routine. You've got to have a schedule and a regimen that you stick to because – what I have learned is if I have a schedule I can predict my results. Yeah. If I have a schedule there's non-negotiables to where I create my life. Life doesn't happen to me because I have my schedule and I'm sticking to my schedule and I'm not going to let anything mess up my schedule because I put it on my schedule, it's part of my routine because I know the results that I'm looking for. Yeah. I can predict them by that routine.
1: Yeah. You know you talk about a routine when we we'd go in and early and to a Hawks basketball game, and we'd go in a couple hours early and be able to watch the, uh, the teams warm up. And when I say watch the teams warm up, I'm not talking about the whole team coming out. I'm talking about individuals. So we got to see KD come out. We got to see Steph Curry come out. We got to see LeBron come out. And what was eye-opening to me was the routine that they went through. It was like they didn't have a – they were always with a – whether it be a trainer or a shooting coach um, with them – but they knew what to go to after each step they went through it was like methodical so they had gone through they go through that routine every every night you know whether you know they probably played in you know uh New York the night before flew to Atlanta you know that that late that night got in and they go through that same routine every day the the greats all the greats have routines you know um the old saying is you know amateurs Uh, let life get in the way, a professional is going to stick to a schedule, stick to a routine. you got to learn to master the mundane,
0: you know, doing that routine. You know, you talk about Steph Curry, and you see him shoot half-court shots. Like you see his highlights on ESPN. He's shooting a half-court shot. He's shooting a shot from the rafters. He don't start with that routine by shooting from there. He starts with one basketball, two basketballs. He starts under the goal, backs up five feet, shoots, backs up. He just progressively does that but he has that routine that he sticks to and I'm sure that that trainer there is holding him accountable. That's what professionals do. They want people to critique them. They pay for criticism.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah. Even those crazy shots you'd see him make, he was doing those actually in warmups, you know, so it wasn't just luck, you know, he, he was coming off the ball and, and awkwardly, um, throwing the ball up, you know, it looks like throwing it up, but he was practicing those shots.
0: Well, you know, and then number three I want to get into is getting over your fear. So many people are just scared to death to fail. You know, they, they you know, some of these people talk about, I don't want to take the last shot. I don't want to take the last shot. You know, talk about we're in the basketball. We're talking about basketball now. But talk about Michael Jordan, how many times he missed the last shot, how many times he failed. That's why you think he is successful because of he's went through enough failure. People are afraid to
1: fail. Yeah. There's, you know, I think there's a big difference, you know, in in doubt and fear. Yeah, I think there's a big difference. I think you got to get over fear. Like you have to to be successful, you've got to get over fear. Um, you know, the 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 doubt. Uh, I, 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 take that back. You've got to get over your doubts. You're you're always going to be fearful of things, right? Um, and it, and it, and it's what does the Bible say? It says, "Fear not." How many times does it say "fear not" over and over and over again? Um, It's just something that this—it's a constant fight. I don't care what situation you're in, you know—you're always going to have some, you know, something you're going to be battling. You know, I mean, you're either going into a storm, in a storm, or coming out of a storm. There's, there's—that's the the three phases of life. You're always going to be in. I don't care how much money you you, you got in the bank, you know, how, how in shape you are, how healthy you are. No matter what stage in life you're at, you know, you're always going to be either going into a battle, in a battle, or coming out of one. That's exactly right. You know, and talking about the, the
0: fear of failure is we think we shouldn't have problems. Yeah. We live in the Instagram world. We live in to where you only see the finished product. It's like when you see, let's just take a restaurant and a restaurant owner, he's doing well and all that stuff. And he makes it look easy because he's been through so much failure and he's been through so much crap. He makes it look easy. And it's like, oh, I can start a restaurant. But you didn't see the backstory of the stuff he went through where the truck didn't show up, where the help didn't show up, where he had to do this, like all these things, these problems that he had to overcome. You know, you got to look at got to learn to fail fast and learn from it, because failure leaves the feedback of what you need to work on. Yeah, you're
1: going to fail. I mean, whatever it is you try. I mean, I was thinking back today of my early – this this coming up in two weeks, August the 1st, is my 20-year anniversary. I'll be headed in man, my we're 20, getting old. 21st year in this business. And just looking back at you know uh, how I was early on, man, I was scared to death. I, I couldn't speak. To to people, but I knew what it, I knew that I was led to this business. You know, I had prayed, gotten permission to, to quit my job to to get into this business. I knew this was the business for me, and I didn't want to fail. I failed during it, but I you know I've never had a moment in this business. You know, a lot of people say, "Well, I've quit over and over." You know, I mean, how many times have I quit? I never thought about quitting this business. Have I been in seasons where I was you know had so much doubt? Right. Uh, Have I been in seasons where I was, you know, paralyzed by fear? Absolutely. But I've never, you know, wanted to quit this business because what else was I going to do? You know, I mean, this business has been good to me. Um, And but just looking back at when I first started and how unpolished I was and still, I mean, I'm still growing every single day. I mean, I think you're you're if you ever get to a point where you think you've got it figured out, watch out you're in trouble. If you think you've got something whooped, you know, watch out. There's always something to learn. There's always an opportunity to get better. You know, always be growing. When I was riding horses 20 something years ago, I had a uh,
0: an old farmer tell me, he said, Jonathan, the moment you think you know everything there is to know about whatever you're doing, that's when you need to quit. Yeah. He said, that's when you seal it out. That's why you, you will never progress or learn anything. And that goes hand in hand with our next topic point is, Always be willing to learn. Yeah, is how do you learn? What what in industry are you in where you can learn? I'm always a big proponent of associating with the right people. So many times we think that, you know, you hang out with people and it's, you know, oh well they can help me this and that. Well, sometimes people talk you out of what you're trying to do. You know, they'll they'll plant seeds of doubt in you. So I'm associating with the right people
1: that can help me learn whatever it is I'm doing. Yeah, you're you're going to be You know whether you like it or not, what you're associated around. You know, um, I, I, I unfortunately, you know, have gotten in a habit now of dropping the f bomb. You know, I'll (laughs) I'll drop it left and right. But before, I would never drop it. And I go on a hunting trip um, with some with some good friends once a year, and we'd go out to Kansas, and you know, it's always you know dropping the f bomb. And I'll never forget, man. One morning, I was going to my stand. And I, I tripped up and I was like, Fuck, you know, I was like, well, I just don't never say that, you know. And but what it was was I was around it. You know, you're going to you're going to talk like you're around. You're going to be what you're around, whether you like it or not. You know, you show me three intellectual people. You'll be the fourth. Show me three people uh, that are succeeding. I'll show you the fourth. But you show me three dumb folks. You're going to be the fourth dumb person in that group. Yeah. And it's not really dumb, folks. It's
0: people that have no ambition. It's people that they're the negative Nellies that sit around. They talk about solving the world's problems, but they never move. Yeah. They talk about hey, which is dumb, which they well, exactly. They <laughs> look at dumb. they look at every situation and they're going to find the negative in Hell every yeah. situation. They're yeah. going to find the problems. Yes, there's problems in, in everything you look 100%. at, but that problem is an opportunity. Yeah, it's that, a wall that I can run through. I can go around. How can I figure out how to get through that wall? Because guess what's on the other side of that? There's opportunity and there's
1: success on the other side. That's exactly right. There's opportunity everywhere, but you know most of them are disguised as problems you know and and you know just it's about attacking those problems and getting to the other side storms are going to come i mean especially down here in the south i mean ever since january oh. we've had down here in georgia we've had so many storms come through i mean you have you can look up and man it'd be the darkest of clouds and then 20 minutes later blue skies you know you just got to get through it you got to get through it and never
0: quit and that's my last top topic i want to talk about is never quit so many people get three feet from gold so many people get so close from having a breakthrough and they just quit on themselves they doubt they quit on themselves and then they they label themselves as failure and i've seen people nick years ago they do very well in something and then all of a sudden problems happen storms happen and then they just quit yeah Instead of
1: pushing through and getting on the other side, they just quit. Yeah, kids are a great example of that. I mean, you you see little kids. um, We had some friends back in the day. Their kid was nonstop. They'd come to our house, and he'd always ask for a snack. We didn't care. I mean, we got a pantry full of snacks. Get whatever you want. But the dad or mom would say, no, no, no. And the kid kept on, and he kept on. And eventually what happened? They gave in and said, yes. You know, kids are resilient, you know, and we should be that same way. We should have a childlike faith. Whatever it is we're doing is just never giving up, you know, always looking for that next breakthrough, breakthrough. always looking for that next thing to to go to the next level, you know. Well, this morning we
0: were doing a call, and we were talking about being resilient and, you know, being persistent. And we (laughs) – you brought up the analogy about here in LaGrange where there's a lot of people that are panhandling, yeah. a lot of people that are you know, trying to get a fix. Now, some of them are homeless and they really need help, but a lot of them are just, for lack of a better word, they're just crackheads. Yeah. They're looking for money to get a next fix. And watching those people, they show up every day. Mm-hmm. They, they're out there. They're doing something because they know that life is a numbers game. They know if they get enough no's, somebody's
1: going to say, you know what? I'll help you out. They have no job, no no cash flow whatsoever, no money, but they're always getting their fix. How is that, right? They're they never looking, quit. They're, they're looking for it, and they don't stop. Imagine if we could put that same thought process in what it is that we really want. If you had that clear picture, that compelling why, that purpose in your life of what it is that you really want and fought for it like a crackhead really fought for 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 their next fix, what could we do in life? We could do anything we want. Because they're, we see the same ones over and over and over. It's so unfortunate. It's so sad. But there's something to learn from that. They're getting their fix every day because they're not stopping, because they, they have that, it's that addictive personality that they have to have it, and they get it. What if we flip that? What if we flip that to – to really chase after our dreams and goals. Well,
0: it's, it doesn't matter what you know, it's what you execute. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that I'll talk to just in general, friends and stuff. They can tell me everything about everything, but they don't go execute. Yeah. They don't go do anything. They just sit around and do something. And I, got, I wrote a quote down here that General Patton years ago said, an active mind cannot exist in an inactive body. Yeah. got to go execute. You got to move. You can't sit around and wait for it to come to you. You have to actually go out and
1: fight for what's yours. Yeah, hope it in a strategy. It's not going to come. It's not just going. Your ship's not going to come by. You know. I hope I win that Powerball coming up tonight. But uh, I gotta play it. I don't even play it. I can never play it. I play it when it gets big like this. But your ship's not going to come by. You got to go execute.
0: Well, you got to stay. You got to stay focused and execute. You know, some people can get motivated for two to three months some people can get motivated for two to three years but a bona fide winner somebody that is willing to bet on themselves someone that says i'm not going to quit until i get what's mine can stay motivated until they win or 30
1: years however long it takes for them to go out and win i think it's a it's a thinking man's game business is a thinking man's game but you can't overthink it like you know we've got a, a a brand new agent in yesterday that had leads You know, I work leads that are, you know, a couple days old. Max, they're a week old, right? I'm on what they call A leads. But this agent, brand new, doesn't have a lot of cash to to invest in leads, is working leads that are older. Some of these leads are a year. Some of these leads are close to two years old. Had a huge day yesterday, right? Because why? He he had a desire. He followed the system. He went to work. He wasn't overthinking. Oh, man, this lead is 18 months old. Man, they're not going to. Bye. I can't help them out, right? He He's green. You don't know what you don't know. Same thing with another brand-new agent in here. Small investment in leads for the first time, right? B and C leads, leads that are close to a year old. She's booked seven appointments in an hour and a half today. You know, it's, it's, we always say if you could just take when you first start something, if you could take that – and over time when they you know when they go through a tough time if you can take that and just give them a little taste of how they were when they first started in something think about how excited you were when you first started whatever endeavor it is that you're in you know think about how excited you were about you know dreaming about you know your dream job well if you could take that when tough times come that's why you talk about the mundane I man if you can get through the mundane you know i think 85 plus percent they say of life is mundane you know, it's just stuff that is everyday stuff. You you're sleeping, you're eating, you know, you're, you're brushing your teeth. It's the it's the boring stuff. But if you can master the mundane, you can have big results. It goes back to what we started with, and that's the belief and the purpose.
0: You started something. You believed you could do something. You had a purpose when you first started, and then you let life beat you down. Yeah. You, you And that's what happens with a lot of people in our industry. They let experiences beat them down. Yeah. but when we have a new person come in,
1: ignorance on fire is better than knowledge on ice. Yeah, I had uh, when me and me and my wife Amy first got married, we sat down with the preacher that married us, and he he drew God in the middle, and then on the on one side he wrote Amy, and he wrote one side he wrote Nick. So we had God in the middle, you know, because he asked, you, know, "You obviously you guys are believers and believe in God." He said, "Do y'all love each other?" Like, "Yeah, absolutely love each other, right?" You know what? We're getting married, all right. So he wrote the word "love" down. L O V E. All right. So Nick and Amy, they love each other. You got God in the middle. We said over time, your wife smarted off to you, right? Nick didn't pick up his clothes. You know, Nick hollered at Amy. You know, this happened. This happened, and just started making all these marks. Well, all of a sudden. Nick and Amy want to go to the go and we want a divorce. We don't love each other no more. You can't see love because of all the stuff that's happened, right? And and his example was the love is is there. It's, it's still there, but it's covered up with the crap, the stuff that's happened in life. And he said, you know, obviously you want to keep God the center of it and and keep that love always fresh. I mean, marriage is tough. You know, especially when you got a bunch of kids, it can be very tough. That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But it was just a great example. And I'll never forget him giving that is, you know, focusing, you know, having him in the middle of your relationship, um, keeping that love alive. I love it, man, because you you had a
0: yearning for something. You had a love for something. You had a passion for something. You You had a desire and a purpose that you set out to do in life. Yeah. And to your point, maybe that spark that you had got covered up. That Ember just got covered up right now. So I encourage anybody right now out there, Nick, that says, you know what? I did have a purpose. You know, one time I did quit on myself. Go back. Revisit that purpose. Yeah. Have that conversation with that person who you started to believe in, and that was yourself. Go back and have that conversation and says, you know what? We're going to knock the crap off of this. I'm going to throw some gas on this, and I'm going to go out and win. Yeah, We're going to do this for our family. That's good. I'm excited that you're back in the saddle. Appreciate you. Yeah, it's time to rope sleeves and and go at it. That's it, man. Well, guys, we appreciate you uh, visiting with us today. Make sure you like, subscribe to our channel. We'll see you guys next time.